0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is
1: Believe.
0: Washington offers a block. The blitz comes from the other side. Dequell Jackson. And now again, Dequell Jackson. You're listening to Believe in Colts with co-hosts Lawrence Owen and Dequell Jackson bringing you the latest and greatest about the shoe. Brady Middle
2: intercepted by Dequell Jackson.
0: Intercepted. Picked off at the five. Jackson.
2: What's going on Colts Nation I hope each and every one of you had a happy holidays a great Merry Christmas a Hanukkah happy New Year everything that whatever it is that you celebrate I hope it was enjoyable and same with you to welcome back how are you doing.
1: I'm doing well, just a little bit on the weather, but I tell you what, we had a good vacation. I I had a chance to uh, get to Colorado, do some snowboarding. My son finally was able to put on a pair of skis for the first time. Uh, It's funny, the ski instructor, you know, every day we'll get an update and he would tell us, you know, I don't ski, so I don't. it's kind of foreign to me. He was like, well, your son needs to work on his pizza. Uh, You know, I guess that's how you make left turns, right turns and stop. But he was like, yes, son, all he wants to do is go fast. And all we can do is just shake our hands like that. That's our son, man. Anytime we get in the car or drive, he wants to go fast. But that's my little story. But we did have a great holiday. Great trip. Uh, Great to be back and talk about a a really close football game that we witnessed that right now. The Colts have left it up to one last game a playing game, something that in the first part of the season we didn't think was possible. But we're here talking about it. They've worked their tail off to get to this point. Unfortunately, they let one slip out of their hands against the Las Vegas Raiders. uh, Let's do it, man. Let's get into it. Absolutely, man. I'll tell you what. This was the time to do it
2: because it was at home, whereas the last game is on the road. And the Raiders were, you know, I mean, yes, they've been on a a roll the last couple weeks, um, but the Colts have been too, right? I mean, they just got done beating some really good teams to come into this, and they just – fell short. Now a lot of people want to put blame on specific players. Uh mm-hmm. number you know obviously Carson Wentz's name has came up multiple times. Mm-hmm. Uh a lot of people want to blame the defense on some things. Mm-hmm. Uh honestly, I'll tell you what. Derek Carr was who I thought he was. Derek Carr is a heck of a quarterback. Uh, He was throwing guys, making pinpoint accurate passes against a very good defense. I mean, there there was times out there where he was hitting Davis and Renfro in stride between defenders. Perfect passes.
1: And he made those two guys look like pro bowlers. Right. And he was – and speaking of pro bowlers, he was short one pro bowler to throw the ball to. So. I thought going into this game, like you mentioned, the last six or seven weeks of the season, we all thought it wouldn't have come to this point. I thought by this time it would be defined of whether or not this football team was going to be playing in the playoffs or not. And again, they, they played exceptionally well. And I, I know at times I've given Carson Wentz tough slack, but I know when you, you take a step back and you evaluate this team, what do they do best? They run the football. They set up the pass. They set up the pass through running the football and 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 leaning on Jonathan Taylor's back. But he played as well as he's has been. He's been playing all season. I think a couple errant throws. The one that he missed the T Y late in that football game. That was big. But you get three points in that drive. So there was a lot of pinpointing. You can you can pinpoint to. But for the most part, I thought this game was an evenly contested football game, and it just came down to a few plays here and there. and I'll wait to talk about the one play that I thought really changed the course of this game. But um, for the most part, this was a, I don't have much to, to to blame here. You know, Carson Wentz. Yeah. Could he have played better? Yeah. I'm sure everyone could have played better. Frank Wright has said it many a times. You know what? We could have coached better. We could have played better. And right now they're getting everyone's best shot physically, mentally knowing they're playing, playing against a guy that's arguably could be in the voting of being MVP of Jonathan Taylor. So I thought at this point point in the season, guys are tired. Guys are tired. It's very hard to get up mentally for every single game, especially for the Colts, where the last six or seven weeks of this season has been such, you know, there's been a huge emphasis on if you win this game, you're in. If you don't, you're out. So you play that back-and-forth game. I just thought given three phases playing playing complementary football, I thought the special teams – Who's been pretty solid for the most part? Uh, they gave up some big plays to hunt, Hunter Renf- Renfro. so uh, that was that was a game changer, you know, a field position, field position for the Oakland Raiders. I thought that was the biggest takeaway as far as these both these teams being evenly uh, evenly matched going into it. Speaking of the Las Vegas
2: Raiders, I've done it a million times because you said Oakland. Did I say Oakland? said Oakland? It. Oh, it's gosh. all good. It's all good. <laughs> but let's let's talk about Vegas because Vegas, you know, that is the city. That we're, you know, it's famous. Go out there and, and do some betting. And guess what? Bet online has you covered this holiday season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. As football continues its march through the College Bowl season and the pro football playoffs. Bet Online remains your number one spot for all sports action this season. Just head over to the website. Use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus for your first deposit. Just use our promo code believe that's b-l-e-a-v to receive your bonus from basketball football nhl boxing and ufc right to your favorite vegas casino games don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season and the 2022 season because that's where we're at now and i'm not used to it (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. So don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing new offers available now. Bet online, where the game starts. You were talking about special teams, quell Oh my goodness, the special yeah. teams has stepped up all year. We've all been year. seeing all kinds of stuff. We have black punts for touchdowns. We have great kick returns. We have good coverage. We have all sorts of stuff. And then this week, yeah. I have not seen our special teams play this
1: badly in the Frank Reich era. Right, right. And the the guy who leads that charge is the guy I played with and Bubba Patron. Uh, we call him Bubba. So, And I know how important he's always been about special teams when we were teammates in Cleveland. And I know it, he's grinding those guys out this week because – this was a moment where you needed three phases to play complementary football and not to gain it, not, and for us to keep the advantage uh, from a special team standpoint. So I know he's going to get those guys ready to play, but it was shocking. And especially for both teams that were evenly matched and playing for arguably both teams are playing for something at this point. Um, You know, you go back to some of the plays that were made, you know, the T Y Hilton touchdown, you know, when I saw that, in my mind, I'm like, okay, this is this is okay. Now we're, 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 the luck is finally falling on our side right now. This thing is finally going to we're going to gain some momentum off of this, and you know things change in a hurry. And the the throw with Carson Wentz when you had T Y Hilton streaking up the the, the sideline, and it's like I don't know whether he he lost T Y lost the ball in the air. It was like an awkward jump. I know it was a high throw, but it, it, just the craziest things uh happened during this game and uh man it's it's just it's heartbreaking but they still have a chance against a team the jacksonville jaguars who they're very familiar with but i'll leave that discussion for another day in terms of playing in jacksonville but this team has worked up have worked that worked their tail off to get to this point i think um you know this is a tough loss for them to lose to the las vegas raiders Uh, i think it was a tough one close football game down the stretch. You know, defensively, yeah, if they were on the field last, you you would hope they would come up with some of that magic we've seen them come up with, where whether they're stripping the ball or creating a turnover or getting a stop. And so, uh, you know, it's one of those games, one of those games late in the season where you you need to have it. Uh, you know, it was a game that they would have won, they would have secured their spot in the in the playoffs. But again, they have another shot at it. But there's a lot to 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 peel back in this game in terms of I, I don't have much. In terms of what they should have done better, you know, it, I, I feel like the game was weighted on a couple couple plays, and the play that really kind of put the game out of reach was involved. I, I looked at it, it was four players, four players, two of our players and two of the Las Vegas Raiders players. And if you tell me we can, if if Darius Leonard is involved in the play and Kenny Moore is involved in the play, and you tell us, hey, if I have these two guys. I'll stack those two guys against any other guy in the league. Most guys in the league. And, you know, it's one of those plays that got away. If, if Darius Leonard stays on his feet, it could potentially be a sack on the third and 10, you know, and Kenny Moore has great coverage, but because Derek Carr is scrambling, he's buying more time. And now it creates a few yards of separation for Hunter Renfrow to make this catch to ultimately set them up for a game when the field goes. So, uh, when you lose a football game like that, that tells me your you guys are playing hard, the guys are, are, are committed. It's just a, the game comes down to a few, a handful of plays, unfortunately, to dictate the game, and it didn't, it didn't go in the Colts' favor this time.
2: Oh man, you were talking about that final play right there. That that mm. that was a heck of a play by Derek Carr. Heck of a play by Hunter yeah. Renfro. And while we, I was watching that, and they were replaying it, and I was sitting there, and I was like, no. No, Kenny, don't touch his foot. Please don't touch his foot because if you touch his foot, the game is over because right. then they can, you know, run the clock out, kick a field right. goal and game's over. I was right. hoping it didn't happen oh. so that he ran yeah. and touchdown, And then at least then we'd have a shot with the ball, 40 some seconds left mm-hmm. to possibly make a big play for a touchdown ourselves. Game was yeah. over. Had Kenny Moore right. touched him and you know, two fingers
1: figures they yeah. did the game. Yeah. And, and, but yeah.
2: I mean, you can't blame Kenny. He did what he was supposed to do, nah. you know.
1: And but I I'll tell you what, if I'm on defense, I, I get that logic. If I'm on defense, you want to stop him. You gotta mm-hmm. you can got third and t- I mean you have a, a great sequence of plays. You they get nothing for three downs.
0: Mm-hmm. For three
1: downs, they get nothing, or two downs, they get nothing. Third and ten, you think you come up with a big stop. This is the moment where you know your 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 Pro Bowl players, DeForest Buckner or or Jared Leonard or Kenny Moore makes a play. And as the players unfold, I'm like, no, this can't be. Oh, there was a missed opportunity for a sack. Oh, my God, he's still up. He throws him. And it's Kenny Moore. This is indicative of the Colts season this year, man. Just cannot catch a break when you need the break. But, uh, yeah, it, it, I, I have no – I can't I, – listen, those guys played tough. Those guys played hard. Um, two players that we rely on week in and week out. They had an opportunity. It just doesn't happen sometimes, but they still have a chance to, uh, you know, all the goals that they set going into the season. Uh, you still have a chance to 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 play in the postseason. But I, I, I'm confident. I, I don't lose any confidence the way this team played the Las Vegas Raiders. Not at all. I, I
2: felt, I felt the game swing the moment that Xavier Rhodes went down with that hamstring. Mm. I was like, no, 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 mm. and I, I, it, it. it it put us again in that situation, right? And you know, I mean, as much as I like the youth that we have at corner behind him, yeah, um, yeah, number thirty-four, Isaiah Rogers, yeah, got beat a lot this game, a yeah. lot, you yeah. know, and that, and I, I knew that was going to happen because of how good Derek Carr. And the way Hunter Renfro and Davis was just finding open spots in that defense left mm-hmm. and right. Mm-hmm. I didn't even know who this Davis guy was, but he no, he he had like hundred and twenty some receiving yards, you know. I mean, oh, holy crap. And a lot of that was was on, you know, uh Isaiah Rogers. And, and he had a big play early in the game, mm-hmm. you know, he yes, had a he great did
1: he had a great contested interception. Mm-hmm. So, you know, watching that game, you think, okay, the guy has to definitely has the ability, but you're right. You know, when Xavier Rose goes out, everyone in the stadium knows it. The, the, the offense of the, the Las Vegas Raiders, they understand it. We're, we're going after whoever's taking his place because it's because one of the an inexperience and two of just the high stakes that's involved in this game, you know, with inexperience and not, and being, playing a position that you're on an Island for one. And then two, the stakes, the, 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 the stakes of this game at this moment. Yeah. It, was, it, it wasn't it was going to look, it wasn't going to be good for, um, for the Colts defense, but you know, I want to go back to floos. I think fluce has done a, a pretty decent job the last few weeks of kind of changing some things up and playing more, man. Oh yeah. Um, need, need to. So, uh, you know, everyone, everyone's doing whatever they can at this point to, to, To dust that first month of the season off their shoulder and 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 prove that everyone that this is a a, this young team has the ability to go out and play and and correct some of the wrongs that uh, and just to play through adversity, you know and 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 finally get to that uh, postseason mark and win the games you're supposed to win. But yeah, this this game was uh, you know. But the Colts, the defense was able to you know create two turnovers, you know and, and 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 make some timely sacks needed and and i thought they played decent for the most part i I just think it was a was an even football game on both sides it really was this both of these football teams you know early in the season the raiders you know Derek carr was an MVP conversation early in the season so and obviously we all know what happened with you know john gruden being fired and uh you know the receiver being involved in a you know a fatal crash and you know, now, you know, you you have that emotional charge uh, for the Raiders, you know, and, and they have a chance to go play in the postseason and beat a really good football team like the Colts. So I, going into this football game, I knew this was going to be a dog fight from the very beginning because both teams have a lot to play for. And quite frankly, you know, the Raiders, if you're on that coaching staff, you know, guys, are, if they can get to the playoffs, you know, and beat a formidable team like the Colts it could potentially save some jobs. So, you know, it was a very close football game in its entirety.
2: How is Darius Leonard not being mentioned in the Defensive Player of the Year conversation? I'm seeing all the, like, Trayvon Diggs and, and, and guys right. like that. Darius Leonard has four – he had a forced fumble and an interception yesterday. He's got right. four interceptions on the season. He's got eight passes defensed. Seven forced fumbles, yeah. three fumble recoveries. I mean, how how is he not mentioned with all these guys?
1: Yeah, I think the momentum. It's unfair. He, he he doesn't he doesn't play a popular position. You know, middle linebacker isn't the most popular position. And and if you have a cornerback, if you're neck and neck with any defensive player that's either a DN or a cornerback, they're gonna get that love. And Trayvon Diggs has been having a remarkable year especially, you know, about a month or so ago, the guy was, you know, somehow some way coming up with all these interceptions week in and week out. So I think it's blasphemy that he's not mentioned in the defensive um, player of the year category because he's made some very impactful plays this year and come up with some great for, you know, just his ability to, um, to just be around the football and, and dislodge the football from ball carries. I think it's a crime that he's not mentioned in that category. And, that that goes with the territory of you now if they were you know had lost only four games and big time you know um primetime games or what have you you know maybe he gets a little bit more love but i I think it's a crime that you know he's not mentioned at all that he's not getting the love that he deserves because he is he's playing his tail off and he's been hurt most of the year Mm -hmm. He's, he's been on he's been playing on one ankle most of the year and um you know, and I thought he's had a remarkable season. He's been very productive from that inside linebacker standpoint.
2: Well, we'll we'll move from someone that I don't that we don't think is getting enough love to a guy who is getting love out there right now. Jonathan Taylor becomes the youngest player in NFL history to get two thousand yard scrimmage and twenty touchdowns at twenty two years of age. I believe the previous one was Eric Dickerson at the age okay. of twenty three. So that about right. And this is the first game all year that Jonathan Taylor had over hundred yards rushing and a touchdown. In the and they didn't win.
1: Right. Right. So yeah, he he finally, probably the last month of the season, people started talking about how good and what he means to this football team. Uh, we talked about it here on this, on this platform. Why, why wasn't he getting the love? Because he's clearly what makes um that offense move and yep, they they basically run the offense through him. And uh, at one point in this game, this past game, where they were kind of stagnant, um, they were down, I believe, I think it was 13 to three. And I remember Carson Wentz just drove this team down and they put the they, they gave him the ball. They gave Jonathan Taylor the ball, just a signature moment for him. And that's when, you know, watching the game, I thought the tide was going to turn. OK, they, they've settled down a bit. Jonathan Taylor has his legs underneath him. Uh, we end up scoring we end up coming in you know third quarter coming out scoring taking the lead 17-13 at that point you know i thought the game was was pretty much um intact but you know obviously some things happen but Jonathan Taylor has had a just a remarkable year and when i was there to a few weeks ago to to honor robert Mathis going into the ring of honor i talked to a guy by the name of uh um we call him dt uh david Thornton. he's the pr development guy yeah, we, we, yeah, we, we had the same agent, you know, I've known DT for probably a decade. We had the same agent, followed his career. He followed mine. Then obviously when I played for the Colts, he was there. And I had a conversation with him about JT and he's, he said nothing but good things. He was like, forget the football stuff. The guy's a selfless guy who loves the work. He loves his teammates. Some of the things you cliche things you hear, but I trust like this guy, DT, David Thorne, Uh, he, he vouched for him. And when he vouches to someone, I know it's real. I know it's genuine and it's coming from a good place. So um, I would love to have a chance to meet that young man because he and the funny thing that DT told me about him was he doesn't know how good he is. And I was like, wait, what? What do you mean? He was was like, listen, man, he's not into it. He's not into the personal accolades and everyone else knows how good he is. But when you speak to him, you don't get that. You get just a genuine guy who loves to play the game of football. So that was refreshing to hear.
2: Yeah, that is especially with a a guy like a running back or a wide receiver. You know, where a lot of a lot of guys throughout the NFL, you see it. You know, you you see guys who are just like, you know, you got Zeke with this whole, you know, feed right. me all the time. You know, stuff right. like a lot of a lot right. of running backs feel that way. A lot of wide receivers feel that way. I mean, right. Odell Beckham. You know, he got a name and then he got started throwing fits that he wasn't getting the ball more often. Right, and right. I just I don't see Jonathan Taylor complaining as long as they're you know doing whatever they can to do to win right right and
1: And, right and that's the culture of the Colts that's Mm -hmm. the culture that I walked into in 2014 one of the reasons why I wanted to go play for that organization because I felt like management and GMs whatever it was they subscribed to a certain type of player you know and as much as I thought much as I thought I knew about it um, when I didn't, when I wasn't in the building, um, you know, in terms of how they played the game, it was all those questions were answered when I was there, but uh, yeah, it's indicative to that culture uh, that the the Colts have created for themselves. And it's great to see that another young guy that's going to be there for however many years can uh, lead that torch again. And I just think this football team is, is they're, they're right. I don't know, you know, they're so close they're so freaking close man they'd be some really quality opponents so they proved they can do it and it's tough towards the end of the season lawrence man i've been there man your body is aching you're looking at the schedule you're like Mm -hmm. i have one more game before you know you have one more game that you know you have to play and you know you start relaxing a little bit you start you know you know, not studying as much and thinking, you, you know, this football team and not to say that any of these guys did any of that, but you know, we're human. We have a tendency to take our foot off the pedal a bit. And again, I'm not accusing this football team of doing that, but the lack of execution down the stretch is telling me that that comes from a fatigue standpoint, you know, overthrowing guys and having an ability to make a play, a game changing play, Darius Leonard, Kenny Moore that we talked about and them not making it. So Fatigue is a part of it that you have to fight through. And I think this team is is kind of uh, we've seen watching this football team play. We saw remnants of all of those different things happening. So I don't like
2: calling them excuses, but Mm -hmm. I do like I I will say there are reasons. Uh, When I watched that game in the first quarter and most of the second quarter, I could absolutely tell that the majority of players out there on that field mm-hmm. had not practiced in at least a week because of, you know, whatever, you know, circumstances right. beyond their control, whether it be COVID or, you know, Ryan Kelly and, and, and his family situation right. and, right. and, a bunch all these guys hadn't, hadn't practiced the entire Carson West did not practice the entire week. And then that morning, that Sunday morning, he was cleared to play. So he had no practice. He did, you know, hadn't right. sat there and thrown the ball with anybody. And you think, well, he's done it all year. But there's plays that you work on through the week for a game, right? And right. To, to get ready for that game. And plus, you know, you want to keep your – you don't want to get rusty with, with, with some of these guys out there. Like, you know, your, your number one guy, Michael Pittman, obviously you might not be so rusty with him. But guys that you don't throw to all the time, like Moaley Cox or T.Y. Right. Hilton or something right. like that, you know, you're going to be off on that. And so I, I'm, I'm not throwing that out as an excuse. But I, I saw it. And then that drive to close the first half. Oh, man. Carson was like one of five or something like that up until that drive. He was awful. He was right. overthrowing everyone. And then it was dart, dark, dart, dart yes. Like five straight in a row all the way to the one-yard line. You right. know, just perfect passes to get them in the end
1: zone at that. And I was like – Oh, finally, he shook it off. (laughs) (laughs) Right, right. That's a good point you bring up because, you know, most athletes and particularly the guys that in the NFL, you need rhythm. Rhythm is everything for you, you know, And, and even a guy like Carson Wentz, who's very experienced, who understands the playbook from front to back, who understands, you know, what it means to actually go through the reps throughout the week. Another thing I would add is what helps your preparation is when your scout team is giving you similar looks and you can feel the bodies of how the opposing team is going to play. He, he didn't have any of that. He was at home. He was at home. So there's one, there's two areas you have to go through. You have to go through the chalkboard area of the game planning, but then you have to go out and, and feel how a team is playing you. And that's very important for a quarterback, very important for a quarterback. And we don't know he, probably dealt with he had some lingering effects of being out or going through the COVID protocol so a lot of different factors contributed to his slow um you know his his poor uh uh, start of the game but again I thought that was one of his impressive drives you know uh, right before the half when they needed it to most they were down what 13-3 at that point Mm -hmm. and I knew they were going to get the ball back but that was a very important drive for this football team so it answered my question in terms of, can this football team actually produce and be productive if you shut down what they do best in Jonathan Taylor? But I thought they used him. They got back to what they did best. And once he got comfortable and, he, and JT was able to pop a couple big ones, it allowed Wentz to be comfortable and not feel the pressure of, I have to make every throw. Because there was one point in that game where it was just like bad, a couple bad decisions back to back. And I'm shaking my head. It's like, oh my God, here we go again. Like, what? He feels too much pressure to to be the guy. But uh, again, that's something that I take my hat off to Carson Wentz of adapting to in this days in today's game of being a running football team and actually not hindering this team. And and hopefully, you know, they go down to Jacksonville and and they can dust off these cobwebs of of this this lack of you know this inability to win down there. Uh, so, you know, this is going to be a huge game coming up, but the one that, you know, they just play at, you know, it's indicative to how they play really good football teams all year when they've lost, they've been right there, a player two away.
2: Yeah. And, you know, make no mistake, even with their record, you have to say, this is a really good team for them to be even close to being in the playoffs with what the Raiders have went through all year. I mean, this was a John Madden game for them, right? Right, Because John Madden just passed. Uh, The Henry Ruggs situation happened. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, their head coach situation happened. Derek Carr basically has been the coach of this team and and put the team on his shoulders, him and Max Crosby you know, on the defensive side, you know, and they have went out there and they have just went out and performed week after week. So hats off to them. They played a very, very good game. Uh, I'm still impressed with what Derek Carr can, can do, but just a real quick for, for Mm -hmm. any Raiders fans that might be listening or watching this right now, I have a question after what happened about what a month and a half ago with Henry Ruggs, right. How does Nate Hobbs, their I think first round pick corner, end up getting arrested for DUI in that situation? I mean, it would seem like that would be a a, a bad spot. I mean, that, that would be first and foremost in your head, and you, you don't do that.
1: Right, right. It, listen, we we know guys make mistakes and all the, those different type of things, but you laid out all the things that the Raiders have gone through this year. and if I were to play on that team, especially seeing Henry Rudd, I'm sure there were guys that were really close to Henry Rudd, and to see what he's put him, the situation he put himself in,
0: mm-hmm.
1: you start to self-reflect and think about what if it were me because you're so close to the situation, and that would lead to better decision-making. And for a DUI to spring up right now at this moment kind of puts a, a stain on John Madden's legacy. Now, it won't put a stain on John Matt's legacy, but the timing of everything is just poor. Mm-hmm. And you would think guys, especially in that locker room, would have, you know, be be responsible. You know, these guys, you know, you make a ton of money. We've all been there. We've all probably getting gotten behind the wheel when we probably thought we shouldn't have, but to do it right now in this day and age, uh, you come, you, 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 you have a big, you win a big football game for your football team. just get a freaking uber man get a freaking over protect yourself protect the people on the road it's so irresponsible we talked about it beforehand if i want that football team and knowing the situation knowing that there's a good chance of a lot of players a lot of coaches a lot of front office people they're going to do a some sort of an overhaul and to get that bad taste out of their mouth and and start all over again they hit the reset button and What could potentially help your job at this point is winning football games, potentially going to the postseason, because we all know winning cures some of the stink to some degree. But just a lack of just judgment and poor choices. It's a shame. It's a shame that, uh, again, the Raiders players and coaches this week, they're not going to be focused on the game. They're going to be around. They're going to be talking to reporters about their teammate who made a poor decision and it affects everyone.
2: Yeah, it does. I want to touch on one more thing that, that made headlines uh, yesterday outside of the Indianapolis Colts game. Uh, you you uh, caught up on
1: the An- Antonio Brown thing. Who isn't? <laughs> 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 Who isn't? Man, I got alerts like crazy and text <laughs> messages and what is going on. Man, I, I'm not the guy, you know, I'm not the guy to like, Throw more logs on the fire, right? But this here is becoming a constant, you know, theme with AB Antonio Brown. When I when I read the when I read the, the the headline, he took he left the game. He took his pads off, and he threw. He just left the game again. For me, I had already dealt with this to some some degree. My buddy Vontae Davis, my really good buddy, he left the game. He retired after a time. game at yeah. halftime. At halftime. <laughs> At least he waited to halftime to do yeah, it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, but this here is, you know, I don't know what he's going through. I don't understand his logic. I, You know, it was completely irrational. And you walk away from a team who is making another Super Bowl run. You walk away from one of the greatest quarter, the greatest quarterback. They've played a game, a really good football team. And you completely embarrass yourself, your family, your name, your teammates, your coaches. I don't get it. I don't understand. I don't understand what's going on with him. I really don't.
2: Especially, uh, you talk about, you know, you embarrass your team. Tom Brady stuck his neck out for a so many times. He was still doing it. Even after the game, he was talking about, you know, I love the guy. I I hope he gets the help that he needs, you know, that kind of stuff. But I'm just like, what in the world? And, and, and from the, the rumors and, and what was being said, I guess, you know, Arian said, go in. And AB's like, no, nah, my ankle hurts. And he's like, well, go in or you're done, you know. And mm-hmm. then that's when he lost it and took his pads off and then walked off and took his shirt off. Why did he take his shirt off? I don't understand that one. That
1: was <laughs> what? <laughs> so, yeah, he if he was going to, he, he wanted to have a dramatic exit. And I saw the video of him, you know, egging on the fans or what have you. And Doing I, jumping I, I went, jacks. Jumping jacks. On his I,
2: bad ankles. <laughs>
1: right, right. I, I don't, I don't understand it, but I can tell you this. I did think about Bruce Aarons, right? I had a chance to. You know playing for the Colts and mm-hmm. and when I did, you know, everyone loved you hear Bruce Aaron's name come up quite a bit. And anyone in that building, whether it was a player, a coach, or whomever, they had nothing but high praises for Bruce Aarons. And I was like, man, I gotta meet this guy at one point. Uh so a few years ago, Super Bowls in Miami, I'm with Robert Mathis at this time. We're at a an event, Super Bowl event, and he and BA are we all have a cigar. And one of the greatest conversations, just a just a down-to-earth, super likable guy, um, you know, and I, and I told him, I was like, man, I'm, I'm glad I finally get to meet you because I felt like I knew you already because of all the good things Robert had talked about and Andrew Luck and other teammates of mine who had played for him with the, with the Colts. And so I go back to him, I'm like, well, if you're embarrassing Bruce B.A., like he's the last guy, you know, he's the first guy to have your back. And the last guy you want to embarrass like that. So I hope there's nothing mentally going on with AB because now it's becoming, you know, it it makes me, it's an alarming when he's not hurting people, he's hurting himself. And when you start to do that, you know, a part of me says, okay, wait a minute, let me not throw more logs on this fire or what have you. And again, I'm going to take the route of most people without knowing all the details. I hope he's okay. But, Football is the last thing he should be worried about because I don't know if any team needs any of that right now unless they want to do a deep dive into his mental health. Uh, But I think mentally he's not where he should be Uh, because I don't know any rational person that would just make an irrational decision like that, you know, and it just doesn't make any sense to me. It really doesn't.
2: No, I mean, w- w- following what has happened to him ever since the Vontez Perfect hit, you know, in in Pittsburgh, has yeah. just been one of those situations where you're right. I I hope he gets the help that he needs. You know, yeah, and because, it's like people,
1: yeah, and it's like when you say the name Antonio Bryant, there's people that are somewhat sympathetic and think, okay, maybe that could be something else. That we don't know about, and there's the other side of there's a uh, and that's fair. There's other people that say, you know what, he shouldn't have a job. He squandered away his opportunity, and that both no one's wrong, and no one's wrong. So we'll see what happens. But I know one one thing for sure: he definitely won't be getting a call from Chris Ballard. Uh, in the <laughs> we can say that for sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I I think you might
2: be right on that. I think we could use a believe. Fifty <laughs> a bet online uh, bet ratio here of you know uh, yeah yeah that ain't, that ain't happening. That's uh, not let, happening at all. Let's let's get back to the Colts uh, real quick before we end up wrapping this up. Um, I want to talk about Carson Wentz. Uh, we, we we talked about a lot of stuff. Carson Wentz. We've talked about this over and over. He's good for one what the hell throw every game. Now, yeah. this game, that what the hell throw ended up being a touchdown. All right. Yes. But let's let, let's not you know sugarcoat. Yes, it.
1: I know that I know. was a
2: bad decision. Bad right?
1: decision. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But that's what keeps his bad decisions coming because. You have something crazy that happens where there's it's it looked like our receivers had stopped running. It was like, why are two receivers in the same position? If the play is over with? I don't know what the what the heck was going on downfield, but he lobs his ball up and it's just like, oh wait, is there someone streaking? Uh is there someone in stride? No, there's two defenders and basically one receiver, and somehow TY comes up with the touchdown. <laughs> Oh my gosh! But that's Carson Wentz. Yeah,
2: that's Carson Wentz. Deflection.
1: Yeah, off the deflection. So Carson Wentz to me, give him a quarter to to throw the football. You know, give him a quarter to (laughs) kind of loosen his arm. You know, make some easy throws. But you can't you can't rely on that decision making for three and a half four quarters, man. And that's what we talked about it all year long. So everyone wants to talk about: Is he the dude? Is he is he or is he is he the dude or not? But I mean, Jesus Christ, man. You know, what are we doing? And there was another bone. There was another throw
0: mm-hmm. when
1: he was getting sacked. Take the sack. Take the sack. He has the ball. It, it's not even in the throwing position. The the tail the the tail of the ball is down. I mean, why what? He throws the ball to a lineman. I, I don't know. Well I don't know what's going on, man. Technically,
2: he didn't throw it to the lineman. He was throwing it to Jonathan Taylor and then he, as you say, you know, that whole odd left hand pitch thing, it hits a defensive lineman. He tipped it and, okay. and it ran yeah. over okay. and, and it hit an offensive uh, lineman. That's why that, that's that's what the kept, Yeah, that's what kept the because they were going to do intentional grounding, you know, but right, you right. can't have that on a tip pass, right?
1: You, can, right. you can't have, um, Yeah, intentional grounding on a tip pass. He got that's what frightens me, right? That's what frightens me. That's what frightens me if you get in a close football game. And that was the question that I've had, you've had, and all the people following the Colts. If for whatever reason, Jacksonville Jaguars, or we let's let's talk in hypotheticals, we make the playoffs, which I think we can't, we will do, and teams are built to stop what you do best. Can this football team win when you're best – when you're able to shut JT down? Can we win that way? So that's a head-scratcher for me, and it makes me a little nervous. But, you know.
2: But you know what? Every every game that we watch, now, to be fair to Carson Wentz, Mm Mm-hmm. Every time we see one of those what-the-hell plays, yeah, he also has a oh-my-God play, right? Yes. Where, yes. you know, like that one time where he was sacked dead to right, somehow yeah. escaped three guys, ran out, yeah. could have probably ran for the first down and then kind of lobs it out to moali Cox. I, yeah. I, I think it was more of a I'm just going to take the, you know, uh, throw it away because it's first down. If Mo happens to catch it, then he catches it. But, you know, it's a first down, and at least I didn't get sacked. That was still an oh-my-gosh play because he should have right. Been, he should have took an eight-yard sack and somehow got out of it. Right, you know?
1: right, right. And you look at some of the throws he's made throughout the year. Yeah. He's, ha- he's got – I heard Ryan Clark from ESPN say it like, earlier this year, arm arrogance. There's not many guys with arm arrogance in this league, and Carson Wentz is one of those people. But, again, that arm arrogance has to have great decision-making behind it. And the play you're talking about, we all thought he could still be running, potentially. But yet, <laughs> he looks across his, the sh- his shoulder at Ali Cox, and he tries to lob it up. And it was almost like, I don't know, his with body a gesture. a right
2: in front of right. him, too. Right, <laughs> know.
1: His, Carson Wentz body gesture after that play. I I don't know if he was pissed off that this receiver didn't keep running. I don't know, but it should he should have never made that play. Just, you know, you made a great play escaping the rush. Freaking run for the first down, slide, let's live to see another day. But somehow he again, I this doesn't take away from how well he's played the course of this uh-huh. this season. Uh it's extremely difficult for a guy who was one point an MVP candidate to throw the ball like crazy down the field and to also and to now all of a sudden walk into a situation where you're not the guy that, you know, when, when, when the game needs a play, we hand the ball off, you know, so that, that takes an enormous amount of mental, you know, toughness to deal with. And also it, it kind of hinders your, you know, how you, you know, you know, uh, warm up to the football game. So, Again, they're all professionals. Though you got to make the plays that you're called on to make. I know we have fun. You know, it's easy to to dump onto a quarterback because they get all the credit when you win and all the credit when they lose. So, yeah. Um, but again, if he plays spectacular, this football team is is hard to beat. Mm. Period.
2: Yeah, you're you're absolutely right, and that's going to bring me to this this question: Is it too early to make? a definite decision on Carson
1: Wentz? Ooh. The biggest question is who do you have if you don't have Carson Wentz? That's the struggle. That's the, you know, that's the million-dollar question. But to be honest and fair, watching this football team this past year, I don't believe if it was about making reads, if it were about arm strength, if it were about, you know, better play calling, then I would say, you know what, Carson Wentz, he has a chance to be the guy that this football team needs in the future, but it's not with me. It's about his decision-making and Uh crunch time. You know, too many times we've seen poor decisions made when there was no need to really, you know, press at that moment or, or, you know, when you're, Backed up on the two yard line, and you try to throw the ball away and to avoid a sack, and it turns to an interception when you're leading, you're beating the football. So, those are the type of things that when you start to evaluate the great teams that really make a run in the playoffs, that even win Super Bowls, their decision making is above average. And I think that's what hinders Carson Wentz the most because he has the arm arrogance, he has the ability, he has the physical ability, he has the smarts to read defenses. It's his decision-making that I can't get over for me.
2: Yeah, it, it, it's it's kind of the – a lot of people will look at the stats and go, well, he's got like 25 touchdowns and only six interceptions. And I'm like, I get that stats, but how many interceptions were dropped this year by defenders? Right. There right. was – he, he could legitimately probably have 20 interceptions if those balls were caught. Mm-hmm. I mean, he has thrown it yeah. right. He had three of them uh, against the Patriots, and he only right. threw twelve times. Right, you know, and right. <laughs> um, right. that that touchdown, the T, uh that T Y caught, should have oh. been an interception.
1: Should have been an interception.
2: Should. Luckily, luckily, Doolin found a way to tip it out there, and then I think it was Doolin. And it Ooh. got knocked over to, to TY. TY is like, woohoo, Christmas.
1: Yeah. Right. <laughs> right. And then, right, right. it's the holidays. Thank you. <laughs> right. But
2: yeah, it's 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 tough. I, I almost think now obviously we have him and through 2022, next year. Right. Uh, right. because of how the contract's set up. You know, we got an uh an optional out after that year. Right. You're not going to get anyone right now. Uh, there, no, there's, there, no. you know, um, you don't have a first good. round pick, right. and, and 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 look, the draft, the quarterbacks, the the quarterbacks in the draft. There's no one out there that stands out anyhow. And because right. we're probably, I'm going to say probably going to the playoffs, right? That first right. round pick will probably be a mid to late twenties pick, right? right? So right. you're not going to use that on a quarterback. You know, yeah. um, and there's not a lot of guys out there right now that you could trade for that would be better as right. an option than yeah. than Carson Wentz. And, and and to Frank Reich and Chris Ballard's credit, they did homework last year before getting Carson Wentz. The, mm-hmm. they, they, it was just posted. You know, they they were looking in at Matt Stafford. Uh, mm-hmm. They They were looking in at Derek Carr. Believe it mm-hmm. or not, you know, they called and asked what his availability, you know, mm-hmm. they went and asked and asked around, they just weren't going to spend, you know, two, three, four picks in right. order to get somebody, which, right. you know, I'm all about that, you know, and don't right. overpay. Uh, but
0: yeah, I, I think,
1: just, yeah, I think Carson Wentz, you, you, you laid everything out, and let's add the fact that you have one of the best offensive lines in the game, you know, and I think. Back to the point I was making about him, is you can't coach decision making. Uh-huh. And he was the best fit for Frank Wright and what he was trying to accomplish offensively. And through the course of a season, this coaching staff, this offensive coaching staff, this team figured out okay, we need to change the way we want to score points. And they averaged over 30 points a game, you know, thus far you know by running being a running football team they're talking about it they've been talking we're a running football team they had it's to so adjust weird to can, sc- to yeah. have.
2: it's so yeah. weird to be the highest scoring team over 11 week period and you're a run first team
1: right right and you look around the league the patriots the success they're having is with mm-hmm. a rookie quarterback and they're going to be they they're in the playoffs you know just uh it's just funny how you know the this league has changed throwing the football, and here we are. We're talking about a team that's traditionally you go from Peyton Manning to to Andrew Luck uh, to Philip Rivers, and any quarterback that walks into that building knows you get to gunsling, you get to throw the football down the field, you get to have a field day, and and as a result of that, you know things have changed. And kudos to to Chris Ballard and this coaching staff for figuring out who this football team is. And that's what leads me back to the point about Carson Wentz. You have all these things that lead to you to be successful. And again, the stats don't tell the whole story. But he's ha- he's had a decent season. Could it have been better? I don't. We don't know. But one thing I do I know is the decision making when it comes to the quarterback has to be when you pay a guy north of a hundred million dollars or close to it. The 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 price tag that comes with that position. You're paying for decision-making. You have the ball every single play. You know, when the ball is in your hand, how do you read it? I, again, I I hate that I, I beat up on Carson Wentz like this, but this is the reason this football team, defensively, they've been great. Offensively, we've been, if you point to any area of this football team that we can improve on and say, okay, this is a Super Bowl contender, you have to go to the guy underneath the center. And I hate that. I'm saying this because he's having a really good football, uh, a really good season. But, you know, I feel like Colts, fan, Colts fans want a Super Bowl winner, not a perennial postseason appearance. Yeah. You know, th- this isn't what this town is about. Mm-hmm. This town is about winning, playing really good football, and winning Super Bowls. And that's why you play the game. That's why you watch it. That's why you root for it. And that's why, you know, we're here to talk about it. I want to see this team win a Super Bowl. And, You know, if you could somehow upgrade at that position, I think that is the position, that is the area where, um, to me, would solidify uh, this team potentially playing and winning a Super Bowl.
2: Well, you know, uh, it's not really, you know, coming down on it. You know, we're we're not trashing Carson Wentz. We're we're just, you know, I mean, we give the good with the bad, right? And we're being honest about things. And I, I think people and players respect that you know, being honest with you on how, what we see, uh, without, you know, going too heavy one way or the other. Um, I, I, I see greatness in Carson Wentz and I see, you know, what you were just saying, you know, what the heck dude, you know? Um, (laughs) so maybe, maybe we see something different over the next few weeks and into the playoffs. Hopefully, Um, (laughs) and, 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 and and that'll make us feel a little bit better moving on to the future, maybe another off season with the Colts and Frank Reich and all everything. Maybe that helps again, an actual off season, you know, because I mean, we didn't really have one with the Colts this past season. Right. Uh, so.
1: You know what, uh, an area I think that could potentially, because I'm looking at after next season, when you have to make that decision, right. Do we push forward with Wentz? Do we go elsewhere? Do we make a a huge trade? Because at this point, this team can't rip the quarterback from the situation, not have a better solution. Mm -hmm. You know, is it through the draft? I don't know if you want to do that because this team is so close to pushing or making a run at the Super Bowl. But again, do you think it could be adding another dynamic playmaker on offense? Another wide receiver. Another yeah. wide receiver. You know, T.Y. has been T.Y. The allure of T.Y. wasn't there this year. It was, the allure was there, but the productivity had fallen uh-huh. drastically because of his uh, inability to to be healthy. And we all know when you play the game, as long as he's played, you know, your body it's older. Your body can't handle that grind week in and week out, and now you add another, other, uh, another uh, game to that. So I think that could – help in certain areas because Michael Pittman Jr. has had a phenomenal year. He's over a thousand yards receiving. He's a big target down the stretch. But besides that and the tight ends, you know, you've had some guys that make some plays, but you need a you need a legitimate one, two, two ones, if you could. And I think that's something they could probably potentially look for in the draft is adding complementary guys on the outside that can stretch the field a bit and help this running game and open this running game up. You
2: know, especially with Jack Doyle talking about, you know, making that decision with T.Y. Together, they're both talking about the reti- possibility of retiring after this year. Right. Um, Well, I think that'll do it, man. We, we've been talking here for 53 minutes. Been good, right. good show. A lot to talk about. I mean, it was nice to see you back. I'm glad that you had a, a great holiday and a, a vacation. And uh, until next time, this was Believing Colts brought to you by Bet Online. And as usual, go Colts. Go Colts.
0: Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies.